After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you little wombats? <laughs> you little sausages. You little sexy wombats, you. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Lightweights Podcast. Today we have reality superstar, social media powerhouse. You know him from Too Hot to Handle, <laughs> Amazing Race, Dancing with the Stars, uh, Harry Jousey. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Oh, also, I just have to let everyone know, I had micro needling done, so my face is really red. I'm not, uh, I don't usually, well, actually, I kind of do. I'm always red, but today I'm extra red. And that just makes you rejuvenated? Just it, it it makes you look a little bit more sexy. Um, it brings like I don't know, it, it works. It does something. Yeah. So next week I should look great. It's yeah. like I'm looking in a mirror right now, you know? <laughs> Everyone's saying I'm the podcasting Harry Jossie. I'm like, I know. But I, I, I they have been saying it. I can't escape the comments. I've been reading the headlines. They're everywhere. <laughs> I'm my own person though. I'm not yeah. Harry. <laughs> Come on, guys, please. Don't disrespect him. Can you you talked on Caller Daddy. I'll bleep yeah. it out. You caught. You talked on Caller Daddy, the most famous celebrity. Yeah. Can you say who it is? Nah, all? cause she'll tackle me. Oh, would she? Yeah, she'll be mad. Do you know who? I, Do I know who it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, wow. I did it. Yeah. Is she like crazy, crazy A list? Uh, she's you know she's up there. She's 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 up there, but she's not. I don't know. She's she's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to get mad at me. I've already spoken about it way too much. Did she, she say anything after that episode? Uh, she posted on a close friend. She's like, I'm only watching this for this bit. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Ah! <laughs> and she goes, why did you say it? I'm like, because it's, it's great. And you should be proud of yourself. Like it was, you did, you put in a hero, a hero effort. Like it was incredible. She's like, okay, <laughs> haven't heard from her since. <laughs> what was it like having two big shows going on at the same time? Amazing Race and Dancing with the Stars. Dude, it was really weird. I felt like... Um, like I felt bad for Amazing Race Australia because I'm like oh, it was airing at the same night every Tuesday. So Tuesday in Australia and then oh, it was Wednesday in Australia and then Tuesday here because they're in the future. And I felt really bad because I'm like I really want to post for you guys and like promote the show, but I'm also like I'm on Dance with Stars, so I have to like focus on this. But it was nuts. I think Amazing Race was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like it was really difficult, but it was really rewarding. Like me and my best friend who we did did it together so close like we got so close it was incredible what is the show exactly um so amazing race they pretty much just send you to a crazy country uh we started in india and then they give you a clue and you have to figure out how to get to the next bit and then so there's um there's like so it'll be you'll get an envelope and it'll say root info and that'll tell you where to go and kind of what you're looking for then there'll be um, a roadblock which is like a red one and you have to pick either me or you there'll be like a riddle on the front of the card and you have to be like you have to kind of try and figure out what it is and then i'll be like i feel like maybe that's more for me i'm gonna do that so then your teammate has to like sit on the side 
And then I forget what the other one is, but it's you pretty much do it both together and there's two options. So it's like, okay, we're going to try and do this one or if there's too many teams on that, we have to go do the other one. And it was it was just like so testing because you're racing in India. It was so hot, 14-hour days, and then you'd have to stop and then use your brain and be like um, like thinking about something and trying to like beat other teams. Like it was really taxing but it was really like rewarding like i felt so fulfilled after it and you don't have a translator there or anything correct no nothing and that was like the craziest thing because we started in india went to malaysia went to um indonesia we we went literally everywhere around there we were meant to go to africa but apparently the team on the ground they were like trying to hold them for ransom they're like give us seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or like you guys can't race in africa something like that it was crazy they told us like yeah it was it was like a nuts show because they don't want to tell us because they don't. Wanna, we're already stressed, so they're trying to like plan it already. Like because it was it was hectic. It was so crazy because you literally all you have is all your clothes, everything, all your belongings in a backpack, and you just have to go. And you got a sound guy and a camera guy, and they they don't talk to you. Like all they do is just film you and your interactions. So like we're running through India. We're trying to talk to people. A lot of people don't really speak English. We. We were winning the first leg. We were winning it by far. And then our driver of our tuk-tuk, he just kept pulling over. Like he didn't know where to go because they don't have, like he didn't have a phone. So we're starting to stress out because it's the first leg. Like we got to win. And he kept like, we pulled over like 20 times. And then the cameras died on the, on the um, car. And I'm like, okay, we lost our camera guy. We lost our sound guy. Then I started freaking out. I'm like, oh no, like this is bad. Like we're definitely losing today. We're definitely gonna go home. But then he finally asked enough people and we made it. I think we're like second team check-in, but it was hectic. It was really crazy. Is the buzz in Australia huge on that show, similar to how Dancing with the Stars is here? I think um, from seeing some stats and stuff, like it did really well. Like I think it broke records um, for like the show itself. Like it really did some crazy numbers um and yeah it's just it was just kind of yeah nuts like i i think uh the obviously the audience is a lot smaller in australia because there's less people but apparently it did it did really really well is that surreal that you have something huge going on here and then on the other side of the world oh dude so weird like so so i did three shows in four months so i did amazing race I came, oh, I did, uh, yeah, I did Amazing Race. I came back. I had like two weeks to move into my new place. Then I flew off to do another show. And then the day I finished filming that show, I came here to do Dancing with the Stars. So I was like, I was just overwhelmed. I'm like, God, I just, I want to keep the momentum going though. So like, yeah, it was, it was strange because it all just happened so quick. And Amazing Race wasn't that long ago, but it was already like done and edited and they were like, ready to go and it was just it was annoying because i really wanted to give it like the energy and loved and like sit down and watch it but i also couldn't because i'm stressed out about dancing so it was like it really sucked but it was it was wild are you just always in go mode because i feel like you're one of the hardest working people <laughs> you really are it's inspiring i mean you also have the candle company you have like all these other side ventures yeah <laughs> it's well i don't know i just it's all like i how i look at uh this whole space is like it's all rented like, well, I don't own my audience. I don't own any of this stuff. It's just like, it's all rented for now. So I really have to try and figure out how to use it so that I'm I'm good forever. So I'm trying to like, I feel like I'm doing as much as I can to like see what hits and see what's going to make me like set and like fulfilled for life. Like after I did Dance with the Stars, I felt so fulfilled. I'm like, this is really what I want to do. Like I love entertaining. I love being vulnerable. I love learning something new. Like this is such a fulfilling thing. 
Um, but I'm also in such like an abundant place right now with so much stuff going on. I don't want it to stop. So I'm like, I have to keep going or else I don't want it to like disappear. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that has to do with your upbringing in Australia? Because you come from such a small town that you don't want to lose the momentum? Like Yes and no. I think you probably see it as well. Like being in a space is so competitive. Like everyone do it. Like if you look on Instagram, this person got a new car, this person got a new watch. And there's like a bit of like a flex culture. And I think I was like stuck in that for a little bit. Like one of the new watch, I wanted to get all this jewelry and all this like crazy stuff. So like, that's a very expensive lifestyle to live. So I think for a while I was like, I'm just trying to like continue to be in that lifestyle. But now it's like, I just love entertaining people. And I realized after doing amazing race, like how fulfilling that feeling was to just do something that isn't like sex and related a relationship related it's like something different and wholesome it was for charity so i really um i think i definitely owe it to my my parents and like my my upbringing because we grew up on a small farm they had a small family business and i, I just got really lucky to be here so i'm also like afraid to lose it so i, I think maybe that's why i try and work as hard as i do because it's yeah, again, like it's all rented. Like I don't know when this is gonna go, and you could say one thing, or you could do one thing, or you could get hit by a car tomorrow, and you don't know. Like I just want to make sure everyone around me is good. How much opportunity is it you reaching out to everybody versus people reaching out to you? Come be on our show. I think um, I'm very blessed with my team. Like my team isn't traditional, like influencer uh, management, all that stuff. Like they, how they found me um, was it was like a friend of a friend. Long story short, met this guy, Jeff, and we um, we really clicked, and I just did Taught to Handle, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, it's going to be pretty cool. Like, I'm just not looking at contracts. I'm just signing them because I'm really, like, ambitious, and I want to try and figure it out. And he's like, whoa, 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 like, let me, let me help you, and he's in the hotel business. So when COVID hit, the hotel business um, obviously took a bit of a bit of a nosedive, and then, but my business started blowing up. So he's like, okay, we're going to put this team on you and build it around you. So they run me like a business. So I'm really like blessed because I will be like, I, I want to try this. or I'm ambitious towards this project. And they're way more eager and way more hungrier than I am. And they, they run me like a machine, which is awesome. And I, and I love it because I feel like um, a lot of other managers, like they're, say, they're afraid to say things or check you or, or they're afraid to... Um, overwork you or, or any of that stuff like not that my team overworks me because i want it i want it more than anyone on the planet but i'm just yeah i think that i just keep putting myself in the right room and then my team is just they're the best people so they just want to keep moving forward and, and keep growing and then obviously my agents as well are just equally as ambitious so it's just it's been nuts i just got really lucky with my people you're doing this podcast. You went to Chain Fest Food Fest last night. Yeah. You hosted something on Who Wore It Best. Yeah. Oh, oh that's crazy. I forgot I did that. Yeah. Like, your schedule is just insane. Is yeah. your day-to-day, do you just get a sheet of what you have to do, or are you aware of what's happening? So, I have, uh, like, a pretty much a day manager. Like, my right hand, like, I couldn't survive with her without her. Like, her name is Farah. She's the best she watches everything so she's probably gonna watch this but she uh she's the best person on the planet i could not function without her like I, i'll wake up before i go to bed there's like 
I'll check my calendar. It's everything that's put in, how much time in between, everything I have to do it without the day throughout the day. She'll tell me when I should leave home to make sure I'm there on time. Like this, she told me like, hey, it's about nine minutes away. You gotta leave it this time. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're good. Like she's very structured with me. If I didn't have that, I would be a mess. Like I'll try and put one thing in my calendar. And then she'll be like, Harry, that overlaps like this and that. I'm like, oh, well, I thought it could be okay. She's like, no, just leave it to me. Yeah. I, I even saw you at Landon Barker's song release party. Like, you're everywhere. Yeah, I'm like a rash. You can't it, get rid of me. It's crazy. Yeah. What was Australia like for you? Are there any crazy Australia stories that people might not know about you? Because you got, you had that crazy party, you had your fight. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know that. I <laughs> oh, shit. Well, yeah. From growing up in America, Australia was always like the Steve Irwin. Like I always yeah. thought everything was the outback, wildlife, craziness. Yeah. And is that the perception that you have growing up there? I think where I grew up was like so. If you go to Australia, there's obviously scary stuff everywhere. But where I grew up in Northern Queensland is kind of where everything like lives, like on the on the land in the sea everything but my parents actually banned steve Irwin in our house so we weren't allowed to watch him which is kind of sad because obviously he's very iconic but it was just for our own safety because we would watch his him on tv and i'd run outside and go grab a snake and like bring it back in and like <laughs> <laughs> like hey you're gonna die like like anyone else could do it anywhere else but not here like you can't do that like you gotta get eaten um but there's there's been so many in- instances like i remember before school my brother got bitten by a um a white tail spider and almost like lost his arm um had to go to hospital my dad um one night was walking past our pool and there was a snake in the pool and it like wrapped itself around his leg and like ch- ch- like smoked him it wasn't even venomous it just wrapped itself oh wrapped no he went to hospital yeah he he got poisoned like it was crazy like i've been bitten there was one weekend i got bitten by three spiders like there's these one called huntsman's and they get like the size of your hand like they're massive and i was doing washing because we dry it outside i guess washing laundry yeah laundry yeah i was hanging it up on the laundry line and we had like this little bench and i put my hip to it and then i remember just seeing a spider come from underneath it and then come up my body and I froze. I told my brother, I'm like, get it off, get it off. And he started laughing. I'm like, dude, it's like right here. Like, please. I started crying. I'm like, dude, I'm going to die. Like, I'm so scared. And then he, yeah, like flicked it off. But, um, I don't know. It, 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 like Australia, there's a lot of scary stuff, but it's also like, they're not really looking, like they're not looking for you. Like snakes aren't going to come and find you, but like you'll see them. But it's just, uh, there's, there's there's so much crazy stuff. I remember when we'd walk through the bush as kids, the kid at the back would always have to turn around and check for dingoes because dingoes will sneak up and grab the, the last kid. <laughs> I don't know why my parents let us do that, but we would just do it. Yeah, <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's nuts over there. And we have, um, where I grew up, there's saltwater crocodiles. So they're more aggressive than freshwater crocodiles, but they live in the ocean. <laughs> as well and they're way bigger and they'll like kill sharks like they're they're the ones you gotta worry about they're huge yeah so don't go where i live so america's just easy for you (laughs) well yeah a little bit yeah you gotta worry about like people shooting you but that's about it (laughs) can we talk dancing with the stars let's do it dance tour are you on it yes really yeah but i'm not doing all the days i'm doing the last like five weeks so i think i start in florida and then i end in la so if you want to come yeah. It'd be sick. Are you excited? I've never been on tour. I've never done anything like that. I think I'm more excited to meet the people that watch the show. 
like I love all the dancers and I love spending time with them. And I think that's a massive reason why I want to go is just hang out with those guys and spend time with them because you meet so many talented people that are passionate about what they do is incredible. But the main reason was there's going to be all these people that watch the show that I've never met before. And I just want to meet as many people as I can just to be like, I don't know, just break the barrier and learn more about people and also travel to, to random cities that I've never been to. So are so. you having an exclusive number with Riley? I don't know. We haven't even we haven't even planned it yet. I think I have rehearsals for it at the middle of this month. Oh no, yeah, the middle of this month. So I don't know. I think I make because uh, Mandy. I don't know if I'm gonna say this, but Mandy Moore is doing the whole tour. Like she's choreographing it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I could just be a tree trunk in the back. She's like, yeah, we got a funny story there. I'm like, okay, well, like, <laughs> I want to dance a little bit. Like, I want to, like, give me... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game. But guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, and with Arena Club slab packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
two moves or something. She's like, no, we could do a, a funny little story where you're a tree and then you're like, no, I'm not going to dance and you're shy. And then at the end, you just go crazy. I'm like, I don't want to be the tree chunk. Like, I know I can't dance. <laughs> yeah, Billy Porter called you a tree chunk in yeah. one of his responses as a judge. Did that affect you in any way? I thought it was funny. I, I legitimately was... Like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Like that's kind of funny because that was kind of what people were commenting online. Um, I just felt like a little bit frustrated because I'm like, how can I build on that? Like how can I be better? Because the crazy thing was before we, <laughs> before we did that dance, I walk over to him. It was in an ad break. And I'm like, dude, you're doing so great tonight. I love your critiques. I love your like <laughs> advice you're giving everyone. It's been really incredible to have you here. And he's like, thank you so much, whatever else. And then we do that. And he's like, you're a tree chunk. I'm like, what? Like, I would take that back. I take that compliment back. I'm like, how, how can I grow with that? But it was really good. Um, I, I was fine with it. I think me and Riley have just got a playful sense of humor. So it was a, like, didn't really like dig at us. But then I'm like, I'm going to get a shirt because I think it's silly. And then people thought I was being disrespectful. So, <laughs> yeah. You had a lot of big moments on the show. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you and Riley really drew in a whole new audience. God. I mean, because yeah. even me, I've never really paid attention to the show yeah. before up until this season. And then after watching you guys, I got invested in the other dancers. Wow. How do you guys feel? Well, how do you feel that you changed the trajectory of the show going forward? Damn, that's a big question. I think um, I think it was inevitable, like whether it was us or the next season or whatever else. I think they probably got a bit of a taste of like social media when Charlie like won it and, and how important that is to like getting a younger demographic. I just think me and Riley were just a match made in heaven. Like we both love making content. She's got an incredible sense of humor. I love making jokes about myself. Um, and it just like really, like it just came naturally to make content and like help that younger demographic. So I think it was a matter of time, but we just got lucky to be the ones that maybe like carried a little bit of the baton towards the end of it. But I also told Riley, I was like, hey, like this is going to be a lot of work now because now you don't have to worry about dancing. You got to worry about like TikToks social media stuff, planning around like before a show and like trying to get votes, whatever else. But it is such a massive part of the show to have that engaged audience and to have people like seeing behind the scenes or whatever else. Cause I know when I'm watching a show, I want to know all the nitty gritty. I want to know what's happening. I want to see them like being normal humans instead of like these like superstars on my TV. Um, but I'm just so proud of it. Like the fact that she came in first season, so courageous, like following her heart, following her passion and then also really setting the standard for the other dancers. Like, and that's obviously my opinion, so people don't get mad at me. I really feel like she's really set an incredible standard because now, again, the dancers, like a lot of them are very comfortable with no content, but now they have to worry about it because they could lose their job to another you know, 18-year-old who's hungry, ambitious, and like gets social media, but also gets dancing. Yeah. Right, entirely. Yeah. Because the voting is based on the fan votes. Exactly. Like it's it's now so much bigger than just the show. And I think that she uh, she did such an incredible job to be able to to leverage that and be like the first kind of like Trojan horse to get it moving forward. With her kind of being thrown out into the middle of Hollywood now. Yeah. And your past experience on a reality show where you already were the buzz. Did you have to help guide her with the social media aspect to not let comments get to you? You know what? I think... Um, there was there was moments at the start where I was we were talking about it because the tide really turned quickly with us. Like there was so much love, 
And then the tide turned when people started getting eliminated and they were like really angry. And I think I remember when that first happened to me and I was, I'm so grateful looking back that I went through it because I was able to like not care as much with comments. So I kind of told her, I'm like, this is really great that it's happening now because we're in a safe space. You understand how this feels. You're like, it's, it's, it's kind of the ebb and flow of social media. A lot of love, a lot of hate, a lot of love, a lot of hate. Like it kind of goes up and down. So I'm like, you're, you're really doing incredible dealing with it right now. But I wish I gave her advice. I wish I gave her more advice, but she's so mature and she like just got it. Like she just didn't care about reading comments. Like, well, she did read comments, but she didn't let it like ruin her day. And I think like it showed like who she really is. Like it was really admirable because I would come in and be like, oh, man, I saw this TikTok and whatever else. She's like, yeah, who cares? Like, let's have fun. Like she was just, she was just so great. And she's way more mature, like beyond her years. Like the fact that she was able to like first kind of year on social media, like being with an audience and to be able to handle the hate and the heat as well as she did, but also just keep showing up with a smile on her face was really incredible. Yeah. She crushed it. Insane. Like, I just, I can't fault her. I just like, what, like, what, is there something that like you want to, I don't know, is there some weird, weird thing that you got going on that you want to tell everyone now? Cause like, I just, there's no fault with you. It's incredible. Yeah. How much of your life was dedicated to dance? Dude, every fucking day. Like it was absolutely insane. I thought I'm going to do the show. I'm going to watch a dance once. I'm going to go to sleep, download it and be fine. I don't know why I thought that I was going to like, do I have a Neuralink? I don't know. Like, I legitimately thought that I would be able to just like pick it up and just think about it. And like, no, you have to come in tomorrow. Four hour session. Um, and they upped it because it used to be three hour sessions. Yeah. And then when we did the team dance, there was like two days where it was an eight hour day. I'm like, I'm doing a full shift of just dancing. Something I'm terrible at. Like, what is going on? It was crazy. It was really like, and then you also, all you hang out with is the people from the show. So you're like living, breathing and like it becomes like a massive bubble. So it was kind of nice to have a bit of a break and like step away from it for the, I don't know, it would be great to be in the finale, but for the little bit that we were away from it, like seeing friends again and able to get sunlight and go on hikes and like do other things and get my face microneedled. Like it was, it was really incredible, but it was, it was literally everything that I did and I wouldn't change it for the world. Like it was, it was awesome. Like you said, that bubble, can you yeah. see how people form close bonds and relationships with their partner because you're just dancing with them nonstop. Literally. Like I think that, um, you know, you spend that much time with someone, you're either going to love or hate them. So it gets uh, like, yeah, you, like people really uh, get close and, I, and I'm so glad that I got really close with Riley. Like I feel like I've got her forever. Like she's not never going to go anywhere. Well, she's not allowed to. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep her in my life. <laughs> Do you see all the Harry and Riley fan pages, compilations, <laughs> everything. I do see the fan edits and I try and like re repost as many as I, as I can, but it's honestly so wild to see so many people like so dedicated to like making videos of us. Like it's crazy. What would you do with her in the future? Um, well, we're doing tour together. Um, she did invite me to Utah. So hopefully I get to go out there and like spend some more time with her family cause they're great. But at the moment there's just so many things. Um, coming up and i know she's dedicated to the tour and getting ready for that so who knows i just uh i i feel like it's one of those people that you could not talk for six months and it feel like no time's gone by like we we i don't know she's just always always in a great mood and always positive and always incredible so 
who knows like after this i i gotta go to london for a week and then i come back and um preparing for another thing that uh, massive deal that we signed which is really exciting which is coming out in january so we have to prepare for that get some stuff sorted um and then i have to rehearse with them for tour so even though we're not going to see each other right away we're going to still have like a couple weeks uh in a couple weeks we're still going to see each other so it, i don't know who knows what the future holds you guys really left an impact on <laughs> pop culture i feel like it's really really cool with reality shows again you left your impact on yeah. netflix they changed their bio to harry jossie fan page it's crazy <laughs> wild how much do you think you amplify yourself to try and get a good clip so that the show is good versus the real harry I think um, before Dancing with the Stars, I was this played up persona of myself. Like on tour to handle, it's a version of myself which is like a little bit more crazy because it was the first time I'd ever really had a chance to be on a big platform. So I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get drowned out by all these other big personalities. I gotta say crazy shit. I gotta do crazy shit or else I'm gonna like, this opportunity is gonna go and I'm, and I'm gonna not be able to capitalize it. So I think for a while, it was all about that personality, like sex, dating, relationships, hookup culture, going out, getting like hammered with the boys, like that type of like persona of me. And I think after doing like Amazing Race and um, actually like working on fun projects and especially, especially Dancing with the Stars, it made me realize that like, hey, people actually like me for me and I don't have to be this crazy version of myself. So it made me really rethink... Um, where I want to go and who I want to be and what I want, who I want the world to kind of see. And I think after being on live TV, you can't hide behind a persona. You can't really like force anything. You just have to be yourself. And the fact that there was so many people that enjoyed me being me made me like, like, okay, cool. I can drop the rest of this played up sex version of Harry and move into my dad era. Like this is, this is where I want to be in, in life. So it was, yeah, it's, I just, uh, I think I got very, very lucky, but, um, then again, I still, all that stuff I did got me here. So it's, it's been, I don't know. I got to, I got to see what I'm going to be in the future, but yeah. And so you're in your dad era now. Yeah. Yeah. Reflecting on the past. Yeah. What was the craziest Harry Ho era? God, I think after taught to handle, like it was, it was bizarre. Like I, I think um, it was the first time I ever had like any sort of attention and then I had attention of girls that I've always like dreamt of, that I've always seen on Instagram. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm like, this is cool. Like people wanna like be with me. Um, but it, yeah, it, it turned like pretty crazy pretty quick. And then I also felt like it was very immature of me because I wasn't really understanding like how anyone else felt. I was just doing it, whatever I want, like hook up with this person, that person and not really care. But I think after like this year, looking back and just, reflecting i'm like that doesn't fulfill me so i've really like i don't see anyone anymore like i i like very select people that i love and care about but like i don't i'm not trying to find a relationship or or um be with anyone unless it's like unless we like really care about each other so it's that yeah the whole era was crazy i'm glad i did it it got me on call of daddy you know that brought so many incredible opportunities it brought so many other opportunities but now i'm like really trying to like solidify myself and clean myself up and show people that like hey i'm not getting drunk and hooking up with a million people like it's it's very very uh wholesome now <laughs> going on a podcast like call her daddy yeah speaking of those opportunities did anything direct come from that uh i think um 
being on Call Her Daddy is such an, like, she's so iconic, and she's so, like, she's just, I think she's just, like, a pillar of, like, culture and a community, and anytime I would go on that, um, it would, number one, there'd be a million other podcasts, like, please have us on, like, please come on, like, we really want this. Does it just flood in? Floods in, and also, like, the amount of nudes I would receive after going on her show was crazy, like, I would tell him, like, Alex, I'm... I've never seen so many titties in my life. Like, what is going on? Like, they would just flood me, which was crazy. I remember I got so overwhelmed. Um, but, yeah, just just being um, on her show and, and seeing how her team and everyone operates, like, just really wild and, like, um, inspiring. Like, I just, I, I, I'm, like, absolutely in awe of Alex Cooper. Like, she's, the fact that she's done what she's done and I guess she also had kind of similar start. Like she talked about sex and relationships and all that stuff. And now she's like very business savvy. She, well, she's always been business savvy, but she's very focused, very clean and like talks about like deeper stuff. And I think maybe she's probably a big reason why I'm trying to clean myself up. Just looking at her and how incredible she is and just how inspiring she is to so many people. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I, I maybe have a little bit of a similar story, not as, as uh, successful as she is, but like a similar story. And I, and I want to kind of be like Alex Cooper. Can you ever see yourself having a podcast or hosting a reality show? Yes. Um, there, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming next year, which is really crazy. So there, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see that there, there might be some hosting uh, opportunities coming up and definitely, definitely podcasts coming back. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. We've got a big plan for it. So hopefully it hits. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Growing up your small town you said was nine hours away from the biggest major city. Yeah. What did you really do to pass the time? Um, we, so the main thing is we just try not to get eaten by like animals. That's uh, so wild. <laughs> no. That's so wild. No, so we would always just be at the beach. Um, like we'd take the horses down the beach. I'd ride, would ride horses pretty much every day. And cause it was a farm, there's always stuff to do. Like there was a mango farm, there was lychees. So we're pretty much just always busy on the farm. And like my parents, I, I really respect them for this. They would, they wouldn't want us to be inside like ever. We'd have to be outside working and doing stuff. So we had a bee, uh, beehive. So we'd beekeeping, building fences. You were beekeeping? Yeah, it was the best. I really want to get a beehive again, but I thought it'd be a little bit weird if I put one in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. just a swarm outside. Yeah, I'm like, I really want bees because there's this really cool beehive where you turn a tap on it and it pulls the honey straight out. Like it pulls the the honeycombs apart. I'm like, I've never seen that before. I wanted to buy it for my dad, but then I'm like, maybe I'll just get it for myself. But then. I think I'd probably get kicked out of where I live if I have a beehive. That's um, so wild. It's the best. Like, bees are awesome. They're so incredible. Would you get stung a lot? All, all the time. Yeah, it'd be crazy. But it's also, like, kind of fun because, like, you well, it's not fun because they die, but you see their, their stinger come off and it, like, the muscle, like, is wiggling it to try and get it into your skin. So, it, like, goes deeper and deeper. It's, it was really, like, incredible to see how they work. But they're, they're epic. Shout out, bees. <laughs> Shout out, bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about your movie coming up? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. So it's called Billy Knight. Yeah. And you've transitioned from reality star to actor now. I guess. I'm getting there. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. What what happened with that? How'd you get it? So um, I got signed with WME and I told them like, this is a three-year plan. Like, this is where I want to go. And They're I a big talent agency here in LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really, uh, I just, I love um, entertaining people and I love testing myself. And I started taking, so what happened was, I met with, um, I was going to IndyCar and I was with Tanner Buchanan. Um, he's on Cobra Kai, a bunch of cra crazy, incredible shows. 
Um, then Rudy from Outer Banks was on there on the on the flight, and I was talking to him about like reality TV and just being a silly sausage, whatever else. And they're like, "You should re just try acting classes." And I'm like, "Nah, it's like not for me. Like just try it. Who cares?" Did you say not for me? Because you didn't want to put yourself out there? I think because I was so comfortable and complacent with where I was. Like, I'm happy to be... I was happy to be that that Harry that's, like... Goofy, play, fun, goofy, reality whatever guy. else. Like, not serious and not really respected. But after they told me, like, hey, it's you should just try it. I, I went and started taking acting classes. We got signed with WME. And then I would put out so many auditions. Like, so many. And it was really humbling because I would always watch them back and be like... I never want anyone to see this. Like, this is so, like, embarrassing. And then I felt a lot of growth in myself after doing that. Like, just being vulnerable and being embarrassed and being scared of someone seeing it. And then it finally happened. I booked an audition and I was like, whoa. I mean, I booked a role. No, no, I did the audition, booked a role. I was on the flight back to Australia and I answered the call from my agents and they told me I started crying. I'm like, hope it was a, it's not a big role, but it's a role. And I started crying. I was a mess. I was so excited. It made my year. Like, I'm like, holy crap, I get to be in a film. How into your audition process was this? Were you sending them out for like a month, six months, a year? Months, yeah. Probably maybe closer to a year. Maybe. But it was just like every week. Like anything that they would send me, I would just do it. Because I'm like, I just need the experience. I need to figure this stuff out. And my acting coach was incredible. She was very patient with me, even though I was having a bad day. She was like my therapist at the same time. It was really awesome. But um, this guy, Alec Griffin Roth, um, I think it's, I probably said his middle name wrong, but it's Alec Roth. He wrote and directed it. Um, and it was just such a vibrant feeling being on a set like that. So the leads um, was Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. This incredible actress called Diana Silvers. Al Pacino's in it. Rick Ross. Diplo. There's so many crazy people in it. Um, and being on that set was just such a fulfilling feeling. Like, everyone's nice. And I've never experienced that before. When it's on a set on a dating show, you're only dealing with the contestants. They don't like you because it's a competition. And the sound guys, camera guys, no one's talking to you. No one wants to interact with you. It, they want you to, like, be locked in on the show. But when I got on that set and everyone's friendly and in funny outfits and like talking about the future and all this stuff and Alec was incredible, like such a gentleman. I'm like, this is fulfilling. Like, I really like this. I really like being here. I really like, this is really filling my cup to be around people that inspire me and also like are working together for a collective goal instead of like, I'm being selfish because I want $100,000 for this dating show. But it, it was it was really wild. And then the second day that we filmed, it was like a 14 hour day. And I, and I remember going home just like so happy and like buzzed. And it was like such a long day. I should have been exhausted, but I was just so happy and excited because I'm like, wow, I get to be a part of something that is really cool. And it's someone's vision, their dream. They wrote it down on a piece of paper. And now I'm in this dream. It was really wild. Is that crazy coming from where you started to where you are now it's bizarre I, I, I don't think anyone would have predicted any of this stuff like it's really wild I don't know like it's it it's crazy to think of all the stuff I've done just this year alone like I just sometimes I sit back I'm like what how did I get so lucky like why is the universe blessing me but then I'm like it's gonna come and it's gonna go so I have to prepare for as much as I can because at one day it's going to disappear that's from your hustle I feel like because you're just non-stop doing you say yes to everything yeah yeah that's right that's my problem with Netflix as well they know they can ask me for anything I'll say yes which is good and bad I'm like I owe you guys everything 
So whatever you guys want, I'll just do it. Because I'll say yes. And like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing you did with Who Wore It Best? Um, so we interviewed Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms, um, everyone from Family Switch. Um, oh, that was the most recent one. But in general, we've interviewed, I think, like over 33 celebrities, which is just wild. Like, I I can't remember how it came about, but they... Um, they I think they just, I, I was in a point where I was like, I'm not going to say no to you guys. They're like, okay, we got this funny idea. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Then I went to the fitting. I'm wearing a dress and I'm like, okay, like whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm playful. I enjoy this stuff. Like I enjoy being a bit of a sausage. And then, um, it just, it just started flowing. We did so many and I've never, like, I've, I was always so nervous for those. Like not when I get there, anything like that, but when I'm in a dress and high heels behind the curtain and I can see like Reese Witherspoon, like their shadow that's when the nerves like kick in i start shaking because i'm like i'm about to meet like one of the most incredible people alive right now and i'm wearing a dress and high heels and i look like a sausage and i have to play off that like i'm not wearing a dress so it's it's really uh it's really fulfilling and really rewarding but it's also like I, I'm, I'm so excited to, like when i met ashton kutcher he's like one of my biggest idols well it's probably controversial but like just his career path and and everything that he did um in his lifetime and i was remember i was so um so excited to meet him and then i'm like this is silly because i'm just i don't get to meet him in like a cool environment i'm just like <laughs> wearing his clothes he probably thinks i'm a sausage yeah. yeah yeah it was wild after you meet all these people what's your relationship with them going forward um so i usually try and dm them after i'm like hey thank you for being a good sport and i usually try and like um you know talk to them a little bit obviously you know i don't get many replies but the Emily in Paris cast, when we did that in Paris, they pretty much all replied and like followed me and a lot of them accepted their collab post. And um, it really, uh, like that was the most fun one, I guess, because it's just, I don't know, the, the cast was just really fun for that. And we did it and they're all high energy and vibrant and incredible. Like some of the other casts are a little bit serious and they, you know, they don't want to be scared or they don't want any of this stuff. Um, but I try and at least like build some sort of a relationship because I've the I kind of the barrier is broken. So I'm like, you know, I'm I, the, a lot of the people are just incredible, and I and I want to learn more about them. But it's also like they're probably like, why does this guy in a dress want to talk to me? I feel like you know everybody at a hollow hollow Hollywood party. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I and then know. you stick out so much because you're so tall and you're just so friendly <laughs> and welcoming and warming. And I feel like that really translates. When people get to know you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that, uh, I don't know. I just love people. I love, I love meeting people. Um, and yeah, I just, the, I just have so many friends here. It's, it's just, it's great. I love LA and I love, I don't know, just getting inspired by other people. Is there anyone's career path who you really follow that you kind of want to take that path? Um, I think I want to be like, this might sound kind of crazy, but like a Ryan Reynolds. Like I really, I was having a conversation with some of my friends and they were like, yeah, we think Ryan Reynolds would be like the right goal for you to go after. Because I would always, I would always say Kevin Hart or Will Ferrell because just my, my thing is like the essence of them. Like you see them on a screen, you know, you're going to laugh. That's what I want. I just want people to like, if they ever see my face on a movie or on a TikTok, they're like, I'm going to watch this because it's going to make me laugh. That was my, my biggest thing. But then when they, when my friend said Ryan Reynolds, they literally said it yesterday. I'm like that's exactly who i want to be so hopefully one day i can be obviously he's incredible businessman incredible actor and just hilarious apparently he's the funniest dude when you talk to him so you have that charisma 
I hope so. Yeah. You do. I know he watches the show. So Ryan, please uh, hit my respond to my DM. Him, Chris Pratt, <laughs> they're all here. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the closet. They're coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I had. Uh, we saw Chris Pratt there last night. He was there. Yeah. God, I got there too late. I, I walked in and Mark Hoppus was there from Blink-182. What? And he's like up there for me. And as soon as we walk in, we turn left. I go, <gasps> and I'm pretty sure he heard me. Did you say hi? Like an hour and a half later, my wife kept like nudging me. She's like, go say hi. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. Because I want that interaction to be like memorable. Right. Not just like the guy that says hi at the party. But like if I'm, sh- if I'm playing like an arcade game and he comes over and we play it together, that's the interaction I want. Right, that's but, that's good. So he walked past me, and then I saw his wife, and I'm like, "Sky." She's like, "Hi." I'm like, "I love your husband." And then she introduced me to him. Wow. So that was like that was a crazy. That was like one of the. Was moments. he awesome? Amazing. Wow, that's the best. I love I, meeting good people. I fumbled the entire conversation because <laughs> <laughs> really? I was so nervous. Really? <laughs> yeah. Caitlin carried it pretty well, which wow. is great. I kind of leaned on her shoulder. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't realize how many cool people were there last night. There were an endless amount of people. It was wild. And then I saw I saw your Snapchat after. I was like, fuck, Harry was there too. Yeah, we got there so late, which was like kind of annoying because um, we were with a few friends to go get some food beforehand. And then they were just drinking a little bit longer and I'm like, well, we're going to miss it. And like, I was getting angry. I'm like, we really tried hard to get extra tickets, but then we finally made it and the food was good. Like, yeah, we got there and I just started eating everything. I'm like, I got to have it all. Yeah. It was epic. Yeah. In the influencer space, what's one of the coolest opportunities that have come your way? Oh God. Um, any crazy giftings, anyone fly you out for a sponsorship somewhere? I think the IndyCar is always IndyCar Indy 500 has always been incredible because they they the one time they flew me out with Rudy and and Tana was on a private jet, and I thought that was really incredible. I think also the most recent one, talking about private jets, like Alex Cooper flew me to back from Chicago in a private jet after her show, like that's it's been like really nuts. But biggest like gifting thing, I'm not really I'm not too sure. I think I'm the worst influencer because I'll just buy stuff. And like my friends are like, why are you buying it? They'll just send it to you for free. You have to post. But I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I just want to support. Um, but I don't know. I, I think people get invited to way cooler things that I do and get flown out and like paid. Like Carter gets crazy money to go places and do crazy stuff. And like so do the rest of them. And I feel like I'm kind of maybe a little bit too risky right now for, for some brands. So they kind of like maybe stay away. But I'm also terrible. I'm just like, ah, if I want it, I'll just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think your rebrand going forward would be like? What's the more serious ha- ha- version of Harry look like? I just think um, I really did it like after taught to handle because it was that was how we were branded. There was a lot of emphasis on you know sex and talking about that and and opening, you know, just not being afraid. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about that stuff. I just don't it doesn't fulfill me like it doesn't it's not fun it's not like it's enjoyable i love learning about it i love learning about other people's experiences and what what's good for them but i'm just i'm more focused on like the comedy stuff like how i'm I'm, like theo vaughn you watch his stuff you're like it's gonna be stupid he's gonna say something dumb but it's gonna be hilarious and that's kind of the goal I want to be is like Ryan Reynolds and, and all that stuff. <laughs> you had your first taste of reality on a Australian show, correct? Uh, it was New Zealand. New Zealand show. Yeah, yeah. What was that called? Heartbreak Island. And how do you think you performed on that? Um, I think I did. I think I did well. I think it was I, I won it, so I think I did really well. And it was the first time that I really had a chance to uh, um, entertain people because 
just prior to that, we lost my brother's best friend to suicide. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, I want to make people laugh. I'm at university. I hate it. I'm not having fun. And then that opportunity came within like days and went and did it. And after watching it back and people messaging me for the first time, like, hey, I needed to hear this today. And you're so funny. And this, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing what I need to do. And that was the first time that I had like, I know my purpose. I'm like, I know what I need to do. Yeah. It's that first taste of it, like changes everything really it was nuts it was really like i don't know get invited places uh, free dinner like i don't know people want to fly you somewhere and you want to go do all this stuff it was really kind of like wild but because it was it was so like it was in new zealand there's only four million people in new zealand so then if you get a good show on there it's probably only gonna get like tens of thousands of views like nothing like crazy so it didn't really um like blow me up, but it made me like small town famous in New Zealand. And I really like, it was kind of nuts. Like people giving me free bottles and, but then it was also like a lot of people, like guys were mad at me. Like, oh, you think you're cool? I'm like, no, I don't. But like, I'm they're pay like they want me to be here. They give me a free bottle. Like uh, I'm going to be here. But yeah. And then it just, then it got to a point where I was like, I need to keep going with this because it's a lot of fun. And that's your power of yes, saying yes to everything coming your way. Yeah. We can literally see your stepping stone career. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool to follow. <laughs> you have that it factor. And that's why I was so excited to talk to you because it, like you have that small town beginning and it's like you got lucky and then you started working really hard yeah. and you just captured it. And like you're going full force now. Like you're in a freaking movie. Oh, crazy. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. Harry. Oh, thanks, bro. What other stuff do you have coming up? This other deal we signed, which I wish I could tell you, but that's going to be really great. It's with an incredible network, incredible people, um, and it's a really big one, which is going to be awesome. So I'm excited for that. This other show that I filmed this year should be out sometime early next year, um, which I'm not too excited for because I was a bit of a sausage on that. But you know what? It's a part of growing. Um, and then, yeah, next year I just I hope I book more movies. Like I hope I, I get a chance to transition across into um, – being a little bit more established and then maybe dancer with stars will want me back as a judge because <laughs> i was arguably the worst dancer in the past decade so. oh you'd be <laughs> such a good judge on there i would give everyone tens like, <laughs> perfect ten. like that was just, that was dog shit but here's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> like i would just tear everyone apart and be like here's ted don't worry about it you being in the biggest media force now netflix yeah traditional media is changing and evolving so much whether it's good or bad it's just it's just changing do you think digital is becoming the bigger footprint going forward i think it's yeah i think it's inevitable like i think that it it kind of the trajectory of everything is kind of going that way um but i also like don't like discount like cable TV because being on Dance with the Stars is on ABC, it's on TV, but it's also on Hulu and Disney Plus. And the legitimacy of being on something like that kind of like opened my eyes a little bit. Like being on Netflix and being on Tour to Handle was epic. It gave me everything, gave me an incredible career. But I was kind of like, you know, that the TikTok famous. Whereas like being on Dance with the Stars, kind of like people like that show, they have fans that are ride or die and they're like locked in. So it was kind of like an interesting shift a little bit as well, just kind of seeing the levels of how, how things move. Um, but I think it's going to be inevitable that, you know, kind of cable TV like disappears and like dies down because Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, they're all growing like so quick. 
It's crazy. You, you, you've conquered so many different verticals. I think it's, I think it's so cool. It's bizarre. And on top of that, like you have your own side ventures too with your candle business. Yeah. What's this one that we have here? Uh, it's a collab that we did. We're actually not selling it anymore. So that was like one of the, uh, the, the it was a fun collab, um, but we sold out of a bunch of stuff. So it's been crazy. Would you ever venture into more things than candles? Yes. So the, the purpose of the ritual was more to be around um, your like nighttime ritual or like manifesting ritual because people are always like, oh, how do you manifest? What do you talk about? And I'm like, well, I think it's the goal was when you smell this, you think of your goals and like what you're trying to manifest in life because you can write down your five-year plan, but if you don't have anything anchoring you to that thought and that future memory, it kind of just like evaporates. So that was the goal with that is like, we're going to light a candle. I'm going to write down my goals. I'm writing them down and everything I'm grateful for. And when I smell this, I'm going to think about my future and think about who I want to become. So we wanted to start with that and get it to a point where we do like a nighttime ritual, a bath time ritual, a morning ritual, a house cleansing ritual. Like there's so many ways we're going to go about it, but there's only three of us on the team right now. So we're just starting with candles to see if people actually care because I care about it a lot. But if my audience doesn't, then I'll just just go fuck myself. So yeah. <laughs> do you still write down your goals? I do. I have a massive book. Uh, did I give you one of those? Jason, you gave one to Jason. Jason, yeah, because I remember I brought a few little ones to David's, and I'm like, yeah, guys, got to do this. But I have a massive one. Um, but yeah, just literally whenever I feel a little bit sad or like worried or stressed, I just write goals down and things that get me excited for the future. And the craziest thing is, there's so many that have happened this year that has been like really like nuts, and there's so many that I'm very close to doing. So I tend to not like think about it until I get to check it and like tick it off. But it's it's really powerful. Even like people that are worried about manifesting or don't believe in it, just write your shit down and keep it to yourself. Like that's what I say. Don't tell anyone. Just put it somewhere where it's just for you because no, no matter what person it is, they're probably a little bit jealous and they're probably a little bit like, nah, you won't be able to do it. So I don't tell anyone my stuff now. I just keep it to myself. And I'm like, it's going to happen because I can feel it. What goals did you have written down that you did accomplish? I wrote down I want to be on all the major networks and the fact that Disney, Dancing with the Stars ticked pretty much all of them off was kind of nuts. I'm like, who would have thought? And I... I remember audition, well, I wasn't auditioning, I took the first call for Dance with Stars when I was filming Amazing Race in Cambodia. And I'm like, there's no way they want me. Like, I'm stressed out. Like, I'm I'm on edge over here. And the, the Wi-Fi was terrible. I was like, there's no way. But then it happened and I got to take off that massive goal. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Because I, I wrote it at the start of the year. Are you the kind of person that when someone tells you you can't do it, you're going to prove them wrong? Yeah, or just write it in my book. <laughs> just, just write it down. But no, I really like because every everyone in this everyone in this space doesn't really want you to do better than you or whatever else. I feel like there's maybe a sense of jealousy, or you're worried that maybe I'm growing, or maybe I might be bigger than your current client, or something like that. Do you think people just get jaded when they're here for a long time? Yeah, I think you get it gets a little bit cloudy, and like it just people's vis like. Everyone comes to LA because they have a dream and they're going to do what they can to get there. And I respect that. I think uh, in Will Smith's book, it it's just like, I think he said it was, it's never, it was either Will Smith or Kevin Hart in their book. Like it's just business. It's never personal. And I think that's kind of the approach that I started to have after going through their book was 
just have to understand that like people are doing exactly what they can for their future and their career and it's just business so don't take it personal but i think people after being here for a little while meeting very cool celebrities and whatever else it you definitely get very jaded and like vision gets a little bit blurry on like what's real so i'm kind of just i'm just very grateful i got people like riley around me that keep me like very centered and grounded and my family and all that stuff so i, I don't know where i'd be without them being at thanksgiving with riley's family yeah. did you feel that sense of like oh normalcy it was honestly um it was really incredible because they're like i keep telling riley i was like you guys really won the family lottery like there's not one bad person here like you're all just like so incredible and lovely and warm and welcoming i personally felt like i was a bit of an imposter and i, I kept texting riley i was like are you sure they're okay with me because i felt like these guys are so pure and incredible and amazing and maybe my history and my upbringing hasn't been as pure and as um as wholesome as this so i i always felt like a little bit like oh, I'm, I'm definitely like imposter syndrome like i don't deserve to be here like i don't i don't want to upset anyone but they are the most incredible like lovely people i couldn't couldn't pay me to say a bad word about those guys like the amount of love that they have for each other is so inspiring like i look at them and i think that's why i'm in my dad era it's like i look at what they have and i'm like that is really like family like that is really love like no matter what happens they're with each other and they're going to ride for each other and they're going to accept each other no matter what and they're going to love each other no matter what i remember just being at that thanksgiving and they're all just happy and loving and just wholesome and just incredible people like even the dad josh he's so fucking funny like he's such a funny dude he's just a big ball of energy like he's a typical dad like he'll just punch your arm like hey buddy like, like that like he's so american no he's so american <laughs> no but they're like they're awesome and i and i just like look at riley i'm like there's no wonder why you're such an incredible person like look at the people that raised you like it's just uh, yeah i just i think about riley i'm like she's like a rainbow because no matter what side of her is that you end up on is gold like she's just so golden and incredible so yeah can you just finish my lyrics and then we'll be done okay i saw you at the king's game so i'm taking this straight from there i don't know if you were paying attention to the oh, billboard no what is justin timberlake bringing back sexy back yes is that right okay good what can you go under of rihanna umbrella two for two i'm good You're basically an american now yeah i can sing do you have your citizenship no i don't i got my license yesterday <laughs> what you can now drive wait what'd you have before <laughs> wait, what? I, I had an australian license oh but okay. we drive on the other side of the road so i was just hoping that i'd be fine because I've, i'm like yeah it's probably the same rules um just on the opposite side but then um my insurance company's like hey your insurance is going to be like really expensive and we can't continue to isn't it crazy expensive already because you drive a lambo yeah very expensive but because i don't have a license it's like double <laughs> So they were like, you're going to have to figure it out or else we can't like insure your car. So I'm like, okay, I probably need a license. So I got to do it. Hey, and, congrats. And I passed. Yeah. Where does Justin Bieber get his peaches? Uh, California. Mm. <laughs> I get my peaches in Georgia. California? Georgia. Georgia? Georgia's a state. Georgia's a state? Yeah. Oh, there we go. The final question. What does Miley buy herself? Tampons. 
<laughs> I can buy myself tampons. Oh, flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's bold. She may put that in a song. She could. Cool. <laughs> Harry, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, this has been awesome. Guys, go check out Harry's movie coming out. Do you have a release date yet? No. But soon? Uh, yeah. If you want to DM um, Alec Roth and tell him to release it. <laughs> release it, Alec Roth. <laughs> Cool. And go follow Harry. He's going to be linked down below. Mm. And the big finale. Go see him on tour. Send him love. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm dancing on Tuesday. Is this out before Tuesday? Uh, I think so, yeah. I'll be dancing before Tuesday. I'll be dancing on Tuesday. Who do you think's going to win? God, this... It sucks because they're all so incredible and they're all so lovely. You got really close with Allison Hannigan, right? Oh, dude. She is such a like golden retriever and a human. Like, she's so perfect. I love Allison. Like, she's... Just such a warm, incredible energy. And I just, I remember um, How I Met Your Mother was my first ever like show that I watched from start to finish. Like I just, I love that show. And I'm like, damn, like this is really cool. Like uh, maybe I manifested me. Like, I don't know. But she's such a beautiful person and really incredible. I'm telling everyone to vote for her because selfishly, I want her to win because I know how much it would mean to her. And especially Sasha. They're just both amazing people. But then again, everyone else is amazing. I got a feeling Sochi's probably going to win because number one, she's extremely talented. They all are, but she's extremely talented. Her dances last week were insane. Uh, Val's very talented and very good. And they, those two click. They, she also has a crazy social media following. Um, she's got all the young girls that like, you know, she's a, a role model. Like all these girls, like they, they can, they feel like they can do it because she's doing it, which is incredible. Ariana, she, I feel like she has a very good chance. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's either Sochi or Ariana. Charity's really good as well. But you should be a judge. I, but it would be the worst. I'm like, guys, you're so incredible. I, my only thing is Charity's really good, but she doesn't have a massive following compared to, like, uh, Sochi or whatever else. So I'm like, maybe that could be a factor. But, and then even Jason. Jason's doing a singing performance on the finale, which I'm like, he'd probably get a bunch of votes for that himself. And he's really good. And I told him, I was like, you got to take it home for the lads. Like, you're the last one left. I'm like, I, who would have thought of it? Would it be between me and you as the last guys there? Like, who would have guessed? Um, but I don't know. I really don't know. I I think probably Sochi just because she has uh, she has the it factor. She's got everything. Um, but then selfishly, if Allison won, I would be crying. Like, I cried in her last dance. I was just a mess. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So who do you think is going to win? I really thought you and you and Riley were gonna go to the end. Oh, I'm not kidding. Damn. I really thought you guys had it. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah. That would have been sick if you won. Yeah, shout out the Swifties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think that they they voted against you? I saw an article on that. Yeah, I uh, I think that there's probably some element of truth to it. Um, <laughs> That's so wild. Because I remember seeing them comment on my post like, "Vote for Sochi, Jason, anyone but me." I'm like, sure, like whatever. Um, but I also think that there was a bit of a deeper like meaning, like sure, maybe they skewed the votes a little bit, but we still got a crazy amount of votes. I think it was just the old traditional fans of the show were getting very angry with me still being there. Um, obviously again, like I'm not the best dancer. I'm still not, I only had nine weeks in my entire life to dance. And that's kind of the product you saw. Um, I think it was the older fans of the show, like the ride or die fans getting really frustrated with us um, and and just, just being the young couple, whatever else. So 
I think it was yeah a little bit a little bit deeper. And again, we were always getting the lower scores, so I knew it was about time that it was going to happen. So it gets to a point where like, you know, I would have rathered me than any of those other people there. Selfishly, I would have loved to be in the finale. I would have loved to have everyone in the finale if we could have all fourteen couples competing for the final thing. But I remember watching the semi final. I'm like, I definitely did not deserve to be here at all. So I'm so proud of them. Oh, I disagree. I think you crush it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool, Harry. Thanks for being here. Bro, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Lightweights. Woo. Out. Thank you so much. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.